0: Welcome to Arise Life, a community of believers being equipped, empowered, and released into their destiny. For more information, go to ariselife.org or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. The last several weeks, we've been talking about stuff that keeps us from being able to hear God's voice. Anybody realize that if you can hear God in any circumstance, then you can get the solution you need to any circumstance? Anybody found that figuring things out on your own is not the best solution? And you have a full field study that you've worked out, you know, submitted papers. Yeah, the reality is, is that so often we, who here, when crisis hits, you become a totally different person? And the people around you know that, right? You're like, you're like, la, 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 I'm just like a, just, I'm a chill, relaxed person. And then crisis hits and you're like... Nazi general. (laughs) No, 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 some people are going, all right, no pointing, no nudging. No stink eyes. Yeah, stay at point yourself. No, and, and then you realize there's, what if instead of that, our default was Jesus? Not bad, huh? So when I think of the thing that blocks me most, it's the storms of life. I mean, good grief. Who here has lost years before you woke up and realized you had lost Jesus out of your boat? <laughs> You're like, I got this, I got this. Jesus like, where are you going? I got this. And so um, I just realized when the storm hits, when it gets loud, when it gets, everything goes, a lot of times I lose Jesus. But it's only when I find him that I come back to the place of peace and I actually get solved the issues of life. And so I was just thinking about that, and so I thought, you know what, um, if you want to figure out, we Jesus showed us not what God living on earth looks like, because he came as a man, he laid aside all of his God's superpowers, but he showed us what a man fully surrendered to God looks like. So what he did, we can do, because he was filled with God, filled with the Holy Spirit, we are too. So if he's full of the Holy Spirit, and he can say yes, and he can sleep in a boat in the middle of the storm, that's what came to my mind. Like, that's my new level. Every time I'm like freaking out, I'm trying to convince God how bad it is. Anybody have those conversations with Jesus? You know, like, you don't understand. He's like, peace. And I'm like, this this is not a peaceful situation. People are going to die, starting with that person. Right? Um, No, but when when it all comes on me, and I'm trying to convince him, he just says this to me. He goes, Peter? Is this as could you sleep in this storm? And I'm like, No, because people are going to die. And I was like, chill. And so in this moment he takes me back to this passage. So I went back to this passage theoretically this week. I didn't have any reason to. I just for your sake. I went back to this passage this week and I'm looking at Jesus. So let's just pull that up. If you got Bibles, I'm not saying I'm judging. Mark chapter four. We're going to actually uh, let's start with verse 35. It said that day when evening came. What day was it? Well, that clarifies it. Awesome. If I want to know what day it is, what do I have to do? Back up. Good. All right, just checking you. That was a that was a pop quiz. They he said to his disciples, let's go over to the other side. Not Pink Floyd. Uh, Let us go over to the other side. What The other side of what? How would I know what it is? Back up. Back up. That's right. I'm just trying to test you. Because anybody here, you're like, oh, that's so deep and spiritual. I have no idea what it means. If you read around the passage, you'll figure it out. All right. Let us go over to the other side of the Sea of Galilee. And leaving the crowd behind, they took him along just as he was. In other words, he didn't have time to to pack a bag. He didn't take his makeup or nothing. He, he grabbed, jumped in the boat, he said, and there were also other boats with him. And we know from other passages, a lot of times when he went, jumped in a boat, he was trying to get away from the crowds. But apparently they were on his tail. All right. A furious squall came up and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. Now the crazy thing about the Sea of Galilee—it's never more than like nine miles wide—but it has it has some of the worst extreme weather in the world. It's there's a it's a geological feature that the 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 wind comes down and literally can create ocean-sized waves that in, on this tiny boat. And you you if you're in the middle of the sea, you can pretty much see both sides. But guess what? When the storm comes, you can't see anything. Anybody here, when you can't see anything, that's when you do stupid things? Lose your bearings. Jesus was in the stern of the boat. So imagine, right? We got ocean-sized waves. So let's say 20 footers. The boat's 20 feet long. Anybody see a problem with this? All right. He's in the stern of the boat, sleeping on a cushion. Anybody had to try to wake up Jesus in your storm? Jesus, we're all going to die. Chillax. It's okay. Baa! Right? He's asleep in the world kind of person. This is like, have you ever been next to the guy uh, on the roller coaster at Six Flags? And he's just like, <laughs> I remember that as a kid, I'm looking at this guy. What is wrong with this guy? He's like, I'm so cool. Right? No, he's here he is. He's asleep. Why is he asleep? He's exhausted. And he realized they're following me. I better get my sleep now. You know, sometimes... Obedience is taking a nap. Anybody here you've done your you're getting dumber and dumber by the minute and God's like, tag you're out. right? What did he do with Elijah? You guys remember Elijah, I just want to die and, Eli- and when the angel just gives him some food and conks him on the head, so, take a nap. I still want to die, have some more food, another nap. right? Sometimes obedience is simply that simple. and he's taking a nap because he needs one do you know that? Oh, it, oh yeah, there you go. There you go. Oh wow. I, I, I don't know why he's standing up, but there you go. All right. Yeah, that is impressive that he can sleep standing up. All right. Yeah. All right. So actually, can we show that first picture I put up? I think these ones are hilarious. Look at him. He's like, he's like oh man, I'm just, he's hanging out of the boat asleep. I don't know. Oh my gosh. Anyway. All right. So He said, then the disciples woke him and said to him, teacher, don't you care if we drown? Now, on this disciple team, there were at least four what? Fishermen. They had lived their entire life on this lake. Now, most Jews hated water. They actually thought, they viewed the ocean as like a form of hell. And so, like, because it was chaotic and it was uncontrollable. And that's why they dreamed of a heaven with no ocean. They are like, and they didn't have water wings. So Jesus had probably never been out on the lake. He was from Nazareth. And unless you were a fisherman, you wouldn't have been. But even then, they probably didn't know how to swim. Anybody see a problem? Anybody here gone out on a lake you couldn't swim in? Yeah, anyway. So they're out there, but they, they know what they're doing. And they have been working hard to do their best for a while through this storm so that Jesus can sleep. Don't mess with Jesus and it's not working out for them at which point why are they getting jesus awake last ditch i guess all we can do is pray has it come to that oh my right right you know i the, the thing is is they're they're just out of luck they're like okay jesus who here have have tried this only at the end of your effort you tag jesus in <laughs> Well, that's the problem. The more capable you are, the longer you can go before you tag in Jesus. <laughs> I'm very proud of that. <laughs> I can die for a very long time. <laughs> Mostly dead. Anyway. <laughs> Teacher, don't, don't you care? So now they're just like, we're going to die, but we're ticked off and offended at you because you don't care. <laughs> We're going to die, and all you care is that you're offended at Je- Anybody? Anybody been here? You're just like, you know you're going to die, but you just turn on Jesus, and it started attacking him. Okay, can we be real? Not once, if you know what I'm talking about. Okay, there we are. People are like, not me. So here he is, and he says, they said, why? And, and he, he got up and rebuked the wind and said oh, to the waves, quiet. Be still. I'm sleeping. <laughs> no, he's just, he, does he struggle with the, the storm? I have a question, though. Was he struggling with the storm before? No, he was asleep on a waterbed. I mean, this is a good move, man. I mean, like massage therapy. Oh, <laughs> well, just a little higher. Right? He Here he is. He didn't have a problem with the storm. Who had a problem with the storm? Yeah. He got up and rebuked the wind and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. Why? Because they tagged him in. Then the wind died down and it was completely calm. So, were the disciples afraid? Okay. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Jesus, I hate to bother you, sir. Apparently, we are about to die. Yes, he said to his disciples so he rebuked the waves now he rebukes the disciples why are you so afraid do you still now this is about a year in have no faith what does faith have to do with it and the result was they had been afraid now verse 41 they were terrified What are they terrified of? No, it says here, and asked each other. If you don't know the answer, you just keep reading. Who is this that even the wind and the waves obey him? Terrified. They went from being afraid of the waves to being terrified of the man they'd spent a year with but hadn't recognized Anybody here, you hanging out with someone, and then they suddenly show up at a whole new, another level, and you're like, oh, I thought you were one of us. <laughs> you know, schmucks. And so, what does he say? He says, he's there, he, they're terrified. So, here's my question. How do we not be like the disciples and be like Jesus? Anybody want to sleep in your storms? Jesus, Jesus was using the moment for what there was grace for. Did all the efforts of the disciples matter one bit? But they looked responsible. Who here? That's your hang up. You don't want to look irresponsible. (laughs) At least before yourself. Hey, at least I was trying. Didn't do any good. Killed a few people. But at least I was trying. You, on the other hand, were asleep. So how did he do it? What was he talking about faith? If you don't understand something, what do you do? You look at the passages around it. So I did this because, for your sake, not for mine, I I wanted to know, how do you sleep? So I went back and I looked at the book of Mark, and you see this whole thing is, he's going out, he's preaching, he's teaching, he's healing. He had some great moments uh, um, uh, leprosy. He healed leprosy. That was a good day. Uh, he healed a lot of people, cast out a bunch of demons. Um, it was a pretty good year. And he does a lot of teaching. And And uh, the Mark chapter 4 gives a few of his messages. Now these are, you got to understand, this wasn't one message. This was the highlights of what he'd been doing for the whole year. Does that make sense? If you ever listened to a big preacher and thought, hey, wait a minute, I've heard that message before. That was Jesus. He was just, he had a whole bunch of these proverbs, uh, parables that he would tell. And the so the first one he told was the parable of the soils or the sower. Anybody know that one? So the whole thing is he's, he says, a sower went out to sow seed and some fell on the rocky ground and some fell among the weeds and some fell, oh, on the path, the birds took it, the brambles. The the They grew up and, and choked it out, sun scorched it, and then the good soil. I always get them confused. Don't ask me why. Anyway, and, and he goes, isn't that deep? And what did everybody do? Amen, Rabbi. So deep. So deep. But the disciples came to him and said, I don't understand. I submit to you, that's how Jesus knew who his disciples were. Because the rabbis are we understand. (laughs) Don't ask me. Right? But they they ask, and he goes, if you don't even understand this, how are you going to understand any of it? Anybody had a conversation with Jesus, and at first you weren't encouraged? Right? Like, ah, I thought I was dumb. Now I realize how dumb I am. Right? In that moment. But when you realize you know nothing, then you're ready to receive his revelation. Only when, you rep- when we repent of what we think we know but doesn't work can we receive what he knows that does. And so in that moment, he says, listen, here's the deal. The soil, the seed is the message of the kingdom. It's the word of the Lord, what God said. And the soils is y'all. Anybody had some, so- you heard a word and you're like, that's amazing and walked out and forgot it because the enemy just took it from you. You're like, oh, that's cool. It never got in your heart, but you thought it was cool and you got a t-shirt. Or you receive the word and you're like, yes, I will never be the same again. And then life happened. It says the cares and worries of life and the deceitfulness of riches. Anybody done the trifecta? And then, you know, the sun, the scorching heat of the day, ah, causes you to wither. All of that stuff. But then the last one is the good soil. And something the Lord showed me a long time ago. Do you know that all of Israel... Almost all of Israel was bad soil at one time. It was a big, rocky mess. Do you know how it became good soil? People took care of their soil. They weeded. They dug up the ground. What Jesus was saying is, I give you the word, what are you going to do with it? Well, that got awkward. Do you guys remember last week we had this thing we talked about that um, when when you're crying out to the Lord and and they they said this and God, what do you say, God? And he goes, man shall not live by bread alone. And it feels so off, but you have to make a decision. Do you receive that word? Do you nurture that word? Do you feed on that word? Or can I have another? Anybody done that with God? You asked for another and you didn't get one? Yeah, because there's not another. He knows what you need, and he gave it to you the first time. Uh, okay, just me. So in this moment, he says, if you receive the word, if you receive the word, if you take care of it, if you nurture it, if you partner with the word, you give it space to grow, it will grow. And then he proceeds to give another parable about the fact that the farmer so seed, goes to bed, and comes back, and the, a, a crop has grown up. Why? What is he saying? He said it's not the farmer's job to allow the plant to grow. He gives the seed. We receive it. We respond to it. He sends the rain, but we respond. And in that place, suddenly, we, a crop, comes forth and something supernatural, something powerful. And finally, the last thing he says is the parable of the mustard seed, right? He said faith is the kingdom of God, or faith is like a mustard seed. We all know it's like a little tiny grain of dust. And yet it grows up into this huge, like 20 foot high bush. And he said, it's like that. When the word of God comes, it so often comes so gently, so quietly, so. The world comes loud, right? Screaming, the problems of life. How are you going to pay this bill? Right? Comes that. But he comes gently. Gently. Still small voice. And in that moment, the question is, will I receive that and allow it not based on the size of the seed, but the size of the promise in the seed to grow? So that's how we get on the lake. And that's Jesus like, and so uh, disciples, that's why I was asleep. the disciples are like, I don't understand. Because he says, why? What does he say? He says, Why do you still have no faith? Faith, we said this before, is trust. Trusting in the word of God, putting your weight in the word of God and not on our own understanding, like Masha was talking about, not on our own efforts. Anybody here had been told by God to cease from your own labors? How about this? Anybody here been maligned by other people? No? This week. Today, maligned, sp- spoken badly of, accused falsely. Okay, everybody's like, yes, yes, yes. Okay, anybody here tried to defend yourself? And how did that work out for you? Okay, okay, but you learned and you no longer defended yourself except in the court of your own mind. And then I say this, and then they say this, but I say this, and then they say this, and 43 hours later, I haven't slept in weeks. <laughs> but I'm at peace. (laughs) I will say it again. Peace, the fruit of the spirit, you don't have to squint to see. Jesus said, peace to the waves. The waves didn't go. We're getting to it. You don't have to fake peace. (laughs) Hello, breakfast. Straight into it. Why do you think he was able to? Ah. Uh-uh. No. Hello and welcome, race fans. Speak straight in, yeah. Oh, I'm speaking through my mic. All right, awesome. All right, here we go. Here, here, here. Okay. Go ahead, babe. It was such an intimate service. Slightly violating, but intimate. <laughs> right here. Let me... Why was he able to release peace? Why, for those of you who did not understand, why was he able to release peace? He had it. He had it. He... <laughs> so can you release something that you don't have? So some of us have been trying to release things into the atmosphere, but if you are saying peace, but all you have on the inside is freakitude, <laughs> I just released to you the freakitude of Jesus. That's what you're going to release. No matter what you say and how hard you bang your head, what you carry, you're going to release, right? Right. But if you carry peace, you can just be like, (laughs) peace, or joy, or whatever it is you carry. Come on. (laughs) So, actually, that's a big part of why we praise. We magnify him. We lift him up so that he overshadows us. Because what overshadows you is what you release. But if we worship and magnify and glorify the storm, our problems, the issues, the person I'm with, I would be fine if I wasn't with them. I would have gone light years, except for them. No names. But when we glorify him, we give him power over our circumstances. We give him power over our storm. And so you notice Jesus was asleep. He wasn't worried about the disciples. That is offensive. How dare he? Doesn't he have compassion? They're having a very bad day. I had a bad day, right? Yes, I know. You're all there. <laughs> no, I. they're having a bad day. Okay, where's my compassionate people? Anybody's having a bad day around you, you have to go join them in hell. <laughs> Oh, come on. You know you do. You know what I'm talking about. You feel that you need to, that the, they, anybody here, okay, forget about the compassionate people. Who's my super, my super ninjas? When you're going through a bad day, you bring everybody to hell with you. I made enough queso for everybody. Come on. I, I, I mean, that used to be my superpower, except Masha wouldn't play along. But here's the deal. Okay, watch this. If I'm trying to get Masha to go to hell, and she doesn't go to hell, but instead judges me for it, she gets her own personal hell. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't leave me many options. The only way she can stay in peace is to return to peace. And so in this place of peace, Jesus, who the all-compassionate one, they even have icons of him that way, the all-compassionate <laughs> one, I mean, t-shirts and everything, but they call it, he's, he is true. Can we agree that he's compassionate? Yeah. And yet, he sleeps. But have you ever had somebody really having a problem, but they don't know they have a problem? I don't have a problem, just life is hard right now, but I don't have a problem. <laughs> Right? You you cannot solve the problem of somebody who doesn't have a problem. But I'll say it again, you can't help somebody who doesn't ask you to help them in a problem they recognize they have. Anybody here help somebody against their will? How did that work out? <laughs> it's particularly difficult with children. Can I get an amen? Uh I, I we had a something, uh, I won't even go into that. It's a little too recent. A little too painful. Had those moments where I was solving a problem that our daughter didn't realize she had and didn't think she had. Well, the force is strong with this one. Um, this is a totally different church. Um... <laughs> Anyway, so, but Jesus doesn't solve, step in till they tag him in. Jesus, they repented from all their ability. They'd given up. I guess we just need to tag Jesus in. Jesus goes, finally, I can get some good sleep versus this rocky sleep, but whatever. And immediately, Jesus entered into their problem and brought his peace with it because he wasn't reacting to their problem, he was responding to heaven. He brought his own atmosphere with him. If we're to sleep in the storms of life, we need to return to the atmosphere of heaven. How do we do that? Through faith, through responding to the word of the Lord. Now, I had a conversation with Natalia yesterday. Natalia's eyes are getting terrified. Don't worry, I'll throw it in. At game night, two nights ago. And we were talking about this Um, cause I hurt my ankle this week. That was a storm for me. I've never gone into shock before. That's fun. Um, yeah, I thought I was gonna, like my heart went off the rails and it was, it was fun. I twisted my ankle and, and, uh, literally the next day I couldn't even crawl. I mean, all I could do was crawl around the house. Literally. I couldn't put any weight of any kind on it. So I'm doing pretty good. Praise you, Jesus. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you guys. Um, but, um, we were talking cause Natalia had a fall where she hit her hip. And when she hit the ground, she did what most of us have done. She said, "Oh no, what have I what, what have I done wrong? Anybody? Anybody? Now do you realize God doesn't trip you up when you've tripped yourself up? Does that make sense? Anybody? He doesn't push you downstairs. Can we, please? Yes. Yes. Some of you are like, I don't know. fifty. No, that's not the kind of God we serve. He's a good God. But anybody raised in religion that that's what you thought? Well, I got hit by a bus because he's trying to teach me to look both ways. (laughs) I think there's easier ways to learn. Just saying. Anyway. And so, but in that moment, she heard the voice of God saying, no, he, the enemy, is just jealous of you. And I said, we were talking about it. I said, what an amazing thing. I used to think, to hear God's voice, you need to go away to a lonely, quiet place. And out, get very quiet, be still before the Lord for 40 days with a fast. And maybe he'll say hello. And here you are, actually, under assault by the evil one, in the middle of a storm. And God goes, no. Nah. But it was still for Natalia to receive the word because it was very contrary to what she felt. It was very contrary to what she felt, but it was true. And you fed on that word, Natalia. Did it it change your heart? It allowed that the seed of the enemy's thought never took root. You can hear him in the storm, but you have to listen. And he speaks quietly, and it may seem absurd. He may say right at the point when you're like, you're treading water for and you're about to go under and God goes, just rest. What? <laughs> He's like, what do you have to lose? You only gain five more seconds on your life. And in that moment, we learn to rest because then once we have peace, we can give it away. You know what they say on, on airplanes, right? If there's a change in cabin pressure, Some masks will fall from the ceiling, but do not be alarmed. We're probably going to die. And so put that mask on yourself. If you're traveling with small children, what do you do? Put it on yourself first. Why? Yeah, if you pass out, then there's two people without masks. (laughs) You and I are no good to anybody around us, no matter how bad they're dying, no matter how bad they're flailing, no matter how bad the situation or how bad our society is If we do not have the Prince of Peace reigning in us. But when we do, then we can say, Papa, you want me to do something? And he's like, nope, have a a nap. Okay. I have bad news for you though. You'll need a PR agent. Because when you start to sleep, when everybody's freaking, what happens? Do you not care that we die? But yeah, but you know what? There's another way to do it. There's a sleep in the storm, and there's a sleep at the wheel. You guys remember? Jesus, the last, is going. He has chosen to go straight into the storm. What kind of crazy person would do that? Because he plans, he goes into the storms he wants to bring peace into. He doesn't avoid storms he goes into. So he's going into the storm, the storm of crucifixion. And he goes, guys, I got to get pumped up. I need to hear from heaven. I need the Prince of Peace on a level that I've never had before because I need it all the way to the cross. So I'm going to be praying. He's not praying. Oh, he's praying to believe God for enough to go to the cross. So he's believing. So he's there. And boys, I need you to pray with me. Enter into my storm. And they're like, sorry, too much pasta. And they were what? Asleep. We don't want to be asleep apathetic. That's not the sleep of God. The sleep of God is full of peace and power, ready to be tagged into other people's battles. And one of the most painful things for me, we, we worked with orphans for years. Man, that's what ruined me, guys. Sorry, that's why if you try to tag me in and you're not ready to deal with your issue, I'm not really drawn in because their problems were way worse than y'all's. Like theirs were like literally Fatal. So we're like, I'm like, are you going to die? No? Okay, I'm good. And I, it broke me in the ability to realize that I can't jump in and save you. There's only one Savior, right? It's Jesus. But I can partner with him if he's saying go, if he's saying do, if he's saying. But one of the hardest things is to stand at the side of the pool and a person's drowning and not jump in. Anybody? But anybody tried to save a drowning person? If you're not ready, they'll, if they're still strong and drowning, they'll take you both under. And so, so one of the interesting things is, and this is where we'll end, is after he, why is Jesus going to the other side of the lake? How will I find out why Jesus is going to the other side of the lake? (laughs) It's really not complicated. Anybody who tells you it's complicated is selling something. It's not complicated. Seriously, but you have to recognize, just like the disciples, I don't understand. Then you can get an answer, right? If you're like, ooh, that was so spiritual. But anyway, so he, we keep reading. Guess where he goes? He gets off the boat, and the welcoming committee is who? The garrisoned demoniac, a guy who is naked, covered in broken chains, and, and bleeding all over his body, and screaming like a maniac. If I'm the disciples, I'm like, Jesus, we went through that for this? <laughs> what is wrong with you? Jesus is like, oh, this is perfect. Awesome. Great. Okay. demoniac, Here you go. Here you go. Have some of my peace. <sniffs> well, uh, my work here. Oh, and here comes the real welcoming committee. Remember what happened? All the pigs ran into the, into the lake. And now the whole town people are mad at Jesus. See, the town people don't know they have a problem. They think Jesus is the problem. So does Jesus give them give them His peace? Now he's like, I'll take that, and he takes off again. If I'm the disciples, they're going, what what? We went all the way through that to get. I'm so confused. They get to the other side of the lake, and then they have a woman who has a flow of blood for 12 years, and a dead girl. Remember, he only did leprosy and a little bit of healing up to this point. See, when you go, the storms, the size of the storms you bring peace to determines the of storms you can give peace to but who here is an expert storm avoider what if God doesn't want you to avoid the storms he wants to release his peace through you into them so that all those around you will be blessed the only reason the disciples saw that Jesus was having a very different experience wasn't he Jesus was having a very different experience. Unless you and I manifest a different kingdom, people won't know what's available. Because only stupid people sleep in the boat. Unless something else is going on. If we could have the worship team come up. I think he was sleeping. Um, and I think it was testing. So there's this is a really good question. We have a question on aisle two. Um, the question was, Were was Jesus testing him? Now, there's a really good thing. First of all, we never want to build theology about something the Bible is not actually saying. But I can make some guesses. So because God does test us, right, to strengthen us, to get, take us to the next level. Um, but I think if Jesus said, go to the other side of the lake... What does he mean? There's grace to get to the other side of the lake. Anybody here said yes to Jesus and then regretted it? And you're halfway across the lake and you're like, I want to go back. It's too far. I want to go. For, I don't want to go back. And in that place, it is testing in terms of strengthening him. But I think he he was off the clock because he figured they could handle it. They've been with him for a year. Yeah, this should be a piece of cake for them. Good question. Oh. All right, well, let's stand. Father, I thank you that it doesn't matter the size of the storm we're in. We will not have authority to speak to the waves that affect our, ourselves, our families, our communities, or even our nation if we do not have your peace resting on us. But if we do, we can speak to the storm and it be still, no matter how violent, no matter how much the nations rage. You, Lord, Our king, let's worship.